What's going on guys? Welcome back to the Mucky Finance YouTube channel. Today we're going to be doing episode number nine of the beginner series for our M1 Finance Portfolio. I'm excited to share a big milestone. The portfolio actually just crossed $500 this week, so I'm glad to be updating that. So we're going to talk about that milestone uh, and what that means for beginner investors if you guys are following along at home. And then as well, I'm just going to give you some additional advice on how to stay motivated when you're investing and how to try to automate investing as much as possible. Roll the intro. Now, before we get started in today's video, guys, please, please, I beg you, please hit that subscribe button. We're so close to almost 6,000 subscribers now. As you know, I'm not keeping it a secret. I want 10,000. Yes, I'm greedy. I want 10,000. Please help me get there by hitting that subscribe button. And then while you're down there tapping all kinds of buttons, hit that like button as well. Um, it really helps me out. YouTube uh, promotes videos that have higher number of likes. So this will get promoted to more people and it helps me out as well. Then also a big shout out to you guys listening on the podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever the heck you're listening, uh, Spotify, big shout out to you guys. If you guys are listening on the Apple podcast side, you can help out my podcast by leaving a review and a rating. And I promise you on the next M1 Finance Beginner Portfolio Update, I will read that review that you left me on Apple Podcasts. I would appreciate if you guys do that. All right, no more time being wasted. Let's jump into the portfolio. This is what I call the Mucky 3 strategy. The current value of that portfolio is $542.61. We started this portfolio back on February 4th of 2021. At the time of this recording, you guys will be seeing this a little bit later, but it is Today is May 5th, uh, happy Cinco de Mayo, and it's been exactly now 90 days since I started the portfolio, and in 90 days, we've been able to put away essentially $525.45 of our own money, and then the market's been able to make us $17.90. This is very exciting. Again, for beginner investors, I don't want you to get too attached to the portfolios and these gains that you see, but I think it's exciting to celebrate milestones. In my life, I celebrate every single milestone. I'm talking about if I pass 500 subscribers, I'd celebrate. If I pass 500 bucks in my portfolio, I'm going to celebrate. That's just how I am. You don't have to be that way. So it's okay to celebrate. Just don't get too emotional and then start making changes. I'm encouraging celebration. Never, never do I encourage changes. Anyways, the portfolio has been at an all-time return of 6.64%. And then uh, let's just take a look at the positions here. So it's three fund strategy. It's very simple. Any beginner investor can utilize this. And I'll kind of go into further explanation. But just for the short version here, we have VTI, which is the Vanguard Total Stock Market. So this is the entire stock market of the United States is held in this one fund. Total gain for this all time has been 5.83%. The money gain is $9.88. The current value we have is $323.94 in this fund VTI. And it makes up 
59.7% of our overall big earner portfolio. This is the biggest chunk of the portfolio. This is the biggest chunk that drives the returns. And rightfully so, this is the US stock market. The next one is going to be VTWV. This is the Vanguard Russell 2000 value, small cap value fund. This fund has returned 6.45%. So it has been the best performing fund. Again, long term, this will be the best performing fund. So no surprise there. The money gain has been $3.59. And the current value of the fund is $109.43. And it currently makes up 20.1% of the overall asset allocation. Last but not least, I don't know why I always leave international for last. But VXUS is our Vanguard Total International Stock Market Fund. That fund has returned 3.31% for a total money gain of $1.90. Current value of the fund is $109.24. And this one currently makes up 20.1% as well of our overall pie. You might ask yourself, why three funds? And why am I recommending this type of strategy to beginner investors? When we could do something simpler, we could just do VTI for a beginner investor who's just starting out. It's only one fund. They don't have to worry about rebalancing. They don't have to worry about a lot of stuff. They just have to worry about putting money in. And I agree, yes, as a beginner investor, you don't have to utilize this strategy. You can just use VTI. The reason I created the Monkey 3 strategy was really so that as a beginner investor, you can learn, one, how the stock market works, Two, you can learn about what broad diversification does to a portfolio. And three, you get some experience with some wins early on. And the reason I say that is these three funds that I have suggested here, they pretty much, these two will control the whole market. And this one has a small value tilt, but they're not going to perform the same. So if we just jump to our one day performance, take a look at these funds. So for the one day, VTI is down 0.02%, VTWV is up 0.05%, and VXUS is up 1.03%. So you can see they're not match. I mean, I guess small cap value in the total stock market did match pretty close, but they're not matching close, and that's good. So as a beginner investor, I want you to understand investing in different asset classes produces these types of results. So if your portfolio was all in VTI today, you could have possibly posted a negative return for the day, which is not a big deal. But you can see here our return is positive for the day, 0.2. And that's because we have three different types of asset classes that are completely uncorrelated um, and usually don't have the same returns day in and day out. So that's really the reasoning of why three and then why these three specifically. Well, VTI, I think uh, if you're watching even your first investing video, you might have heard of VTI, which is the total stock market. Um, the reason I recommend this one is because it is the total stock market. You're investing in every company in the stock market and that should always be your main holding. Uh, the reason I recommend VXUS for a long time I didn't recommend international is because it is a little bit different than the US side it does perform differently it's structured more towards the value side large value even though it is a blend it's a large value that gives you more exposure to a little bit of a higher dividend it gets you a different return and I like the idea of pairing that with a total stock market and then the small cap value this one is really interesting as well so I have a lot of people asking me who are you know in their 50s and 60s if they should be in small cap value and I, I suggested them no of course I can't uh, uh, make a financial recommendation they can 
they're free to do as, as they will, but I suggest no. And the reason being is myself personally, I'm in small cap value for the next 20 years. If you're in small cap value for a time frame of 10 years, five years, even less than that, you shouldn't even be investing in, in anything if you're investing less than five years. But if you're in it for that short of a period of time, I can guarantee you, you're going to lose money. Um, and I can't reasonably sit here and push or recommend something as an asset class when I know it's not for everybody. So this is really for the younger investor with a very, very long time horizon. But if you are someone who's in your 50s and 60s, you still want to utilize this strategy, go ahead. But I would swap out small cap value for something like BND, which is the total US bond market. Or even if you want to do a mixture of corporate and intermediate bonds, you could do that as well. But BND pretty much covers you there and swap that out for the small cap value. Because in full transparency, when I uh, sort of stop accumulating my assets and I start to draw from my portfolios, I can guarantee you this position will be trimmed out and more bonds will be added. So it is not going to be a position that I'm going to look to keep at 20% for the rest of my investing journey, but it is a good aggressive portfolio to start out with for a young investor. So 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, even 40-year-olds, you guys are fine using this type of strategy. 50 and up, I would say, please consider uh, including the bond exposure. I know we've gone over bonds plenty of times, and you guys know just as well, I'm not a big fan of bonds, but it's important to have them as an anchor. It's important to understand they do serve a purpose, and it's not all about getting the best performance. Sometimes it's just about not losing all that money. So it's great that, you know, we can boast performances of 6% or, you know, in some of my other portfolios, 30%. But on the flip side, I could very easily be sitting here and showing you a performance of negative 50% versus somebody who might have bonds in their portfolios might only have a negative 20 or a negative 20, 25%. So they do serve a purpose. They do anchor down the portfolio in tough times, even though we haven't really experienced a lot of tough times here as a recent when it comes to the stock market. It's you know, since pretty much March 2020, it's all been great news for over a year now. That's really the gist of the portfolio and the, and the breakdown that I wanted to do. Do you want to give it some more shout outs here? So if you take a look at our activity screen, we got another referral bonus on April 30th. Again, I'm not sure who it came from, but if you do want to leave a comment, let me know. It was you that opened the account. Thank you so much for that. By the way, guys, links uh, down in the description below. M1 is still offering 30 bucks if you open up an M1 Finance account using my referral link. The rest of this time, we're, I'm going to take to kind of go on a little bit of a tangent, I guess, if you will, or a rant. But I really want to talk about how easy investing can be and how simple it can be and why I, I really get defensive when people try to overcomplicate investing. So here's my two cents on when it comes to simplicity. I always prefer simplicity over complexity. So if somebody comes to me and says, I have this great 12 fund strategy that is, you know, basically going to be the best there is like it's it's the top of the line like it's been well researched this strategy says this happens when this happens i mean people know everything okay that's great and it's well researched it's well studied and you, i can see when i talk to people they believe in it so i say okay good what's going to happen then when it comes time for you to make buys or to rebalance or to start pulling money out of your great strategy well the more complex it is 
the harder it's going to be for you. The other problem is what's going to happen when you have those 12 funds and six of them start to perform really poorly and the other six do really good. Are you going to take money from your six good performing funds and sell them and put them in your bad performing funds? Are you going to sell the bad performing funds and buy more of the good performing funds? Like, what are you going to do? So for me, I don't like the idea of having too many funds. If you follow my channel at all, you know, in the beginning, I only preached one fund, which is the S&P 500. It was a Fidelity fund, FXAIX. As I myself personally have grown my wealth, I've only used two funds. So I've used FSKAX and FXAIX. The majority of my money still, I would say, it's been falling over the over the past years. I've kind of built up more wealth in, in different funds. But I would say FSKAX contributed around 60% of the majority of my net worth, which, by the way, uh, just crossed $325,000 last week when I did the check. And I usually don't do the check mid-year, but I was uh, moving some money around and I wanted to kind of update my net worth statement. And I found, oh my God, $325,000. Guys, I have a video out there and I don't make this a secret. I had a negative net worth in 2017. So to go from negative $14,000 to now a positive $325,000 net worth, basically from 2017 to 2021 in less than four years, obviously I figured something out. So when I come on here, especially on on these types of episodes, I'm trying to reach the beginner investor people. Uh, If you're a seasoned investor, you probably are not gonna get a lot of knowledge from these types of videos. You're gonna want to watch a lot of my fidelity stuff. That's where I really come hard uh, with 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 the details and all that for our seasoned investors. But for beginner investors, I'm just trying to tell you guys, you don't have to overcomplicate stuff. I get really discouraged when people uh, interact with me and they share things like cryptocurrencies and um, GameStop and AMC and Nokia and. I don't know, uh, you can just name them all. And and all they want to talk about is, well, you know, what's the next one? You know, Mookie, what's the next GameStop? How the heck do I know? I don't know what it is. You think if I knew what it was, I wouldn't be investing in it? So it's it's conversations for me that kind of steer towards, and I, I it's very, it takes a lot to make me angry. Um, I'm not a very angry person. I'm a happy-go-lucky guy usually. But, you know, things like that, start to kind of irritate me a little bit because I have pitched for a very, very long time. This is how you get wealthy. This is how you take a net worth from negative 14,000 and build it to $325,000 in less than four years. This is how you do it. You don't do it by investing in GameStop or Dogecoin or Bitcoin or I don't care what. It's okay if you want to set aside 5%, 10% of your portfolio and do that stuff, I'm not going to be mad at you. It's your money. Who am I to tell you what to do? But I think the majority of your money, you should put in something that other people have not only tried and can come back to you and say, yes, this works, but where there's enough 
of a longevity and a track record that even if you don't know anybody in your personal life who's done it, you can go out there and do the research and say, okay, well, since 1929, this is what's happened with this. I can't tell you what's happened with Dogecoin in 1929 because Dogecoin didn't exist. I don't think it existed until 2016. I can't tell you uh, that GameStop was going to be 300 bucks because even when it was a viable business, it didn't trade that high. I can't tell you those things. But what I can tell you is if you just follow a very simple strategy like this using these three funds, you would have been in GameStop. So VTWV, which is the small cap value fund, actually had a position in GameStop. I mean, VTI technically did too because VTI owns all of the stocks in the stock market. But the way the VTI works, it's a, it's a, not to get too complex with you guys. I promised this was going to be simplicity. But the way VTI works, it's going to be a cap weighted index. So the larger companies are going to make up most of VTI and the small companies are going to make little, little tiny slices of the pie. Like, so if you think of a pizza pie, um, you know, companies like Apple, company like, companies like Amazon, they're going to be a slice of the pizza. And then companies like GameStop, for example, are going to be the little breadcrumb Kind of after you take a bite in the little breadcrumb that falls out of your mouth. That's how big GameStop is in VTI. But VTVW is more of an equal weighted type of index so that the top holding isn't overpowering to the bottom holding so that kind of every company in there, all 2,000 of them, have somewhat of a say. So this is VTWV here. I'm not going to go into all of this stuff for you beginner investors. You guys don't have to worry about that. But because so many people have asked about individual stocks, I'm going to show you here. Uh, this is the current as of March 31st. These are the current holdings. And by the way, uh, Kevin from our private membership group, he's the one that brought this to my attention in FISVX in the Fidelity holding. He said, hey, did you know uh, GameStop is the number two holding? I said, get out. No ways. So thank you, Kevin, for pointing this out and all your other contributions in the group. I think uh, you're a bright young man. So here's GameStop sitting at the number two holding, currently making up 0.75% of the overall portfolio. But the whole point that I'm trying to share here is if you just invested in this index fund, you would have GameStop. And I don't know how many shares this amounts to, but I can guarantee you it's a whole heck of a lot of shares of GameStop. But what's nice is you didn't have to know ahead of time what GameStop was going to do. Instead, if you heard about GameStop, the stock, and then I made a video about this, what happens even before the crash of GameStop. But if you heard about GameStop, the stock from, I don't know, a buddy or even a YouTuber, and you go ahead and you take your money and you invest in it, you, the weighting of your portfolio will be however much money you put into GameStop. And I've had people and I've met people that literally were putting in eighteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 into GameStop at around $350 a share. To me, not very bright, but to them, it seemed like a great idea. What happens when GameStop drops from 350 to, say, 150 or 300 to 150? Let's use even numbers. So your value gets cut in half. Your 18,000 turns to 9,000. What do you think is going to happen to this fund? Is it going to drop in half? Heck no. GameStop makes less than 1% of the portfolio. So no, it's not going to cut the fund in half. It's going to be a blimp on the radar to VTWV. And that's why index investing works. You own everybody. You own the losers. But more importantly, 
you own the winners and you don't even know who they're going to be tomorrow or next year or the year after, you have a strategy like this that holds basically every single stock and tilts a little bit to small values to some of these Cinderella stories like GameStop, you are holding the winners of tomorrow and you don't even know about it. And that's why index investing is important. That's why as a beginner investor, you shouldn't waste your time trying to pick stocks, trying to pick actively managed funds like ARK, which this year have had terrible performance, but I know last year did they great. So you heard about them, you ran into them, and then you lost a bunch of money. Versus this. So simple, not complex, no hype, no emotion. The other thing is, Using a system like M1 Finance, it doesn't have to be M1 Finance, of course. If you do want to use it, that's fine. I don't keep a lot of money in M1 Finance myself, but having something where you can automate it. So M1 Finance, everything's automated for me. 25 bucks is deposited every single week. You can see here the 25 bucks comes in. M1 Finance does the buying for me. They auto-invest. You see my auto-invest feature is on. I technically don't even have to log in and check anything and this will all be fine. That is so important because as soon as you try to take the reins, as soon as you try to take control, you're going to mess it all up. I promise you, you're going to mess it all up. So have a system in place that's automated, that does the work for you. All you got to do is then kick back, kick your shoes up and relax and go worry about other stuff. You don't want to worry about what's the next GameStop, what's the next Dogecoin, or whatever the heck is going on today, because that is not going to matter 20 years from now. But what will matter 20 years from now is when you're done kicking back and you decide to open this portfolio and whatever amount you're putting in, and then you see a balance of 100000 200000 For some of you, if you're young enough, it could be over a million dollars. Now, would you rather do that? Or would you rather go pick individual stocks or cryptos or whatever the next trend's gonna be? For me, simplicity beats complexity any day of the week. All right, guys, that's all I have for you. Thanks so much for listening to the rant. I don't even know what I'm gonna title this one. You know, I was all over the place, but uh, thank you so much for listening. Again, if you didn't subscribe on the YouTube side, please, please, please hit the subscribe button. Big shout out again to all my podcast listeners. I'm back. Glad to be back with you guys. As always, have a great rest of your day. And remember, move obstacles, keep investing.